Hey, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Well, Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. I love it for the simple fact that it brings the sponsors to you. You don't have to search for them, and they distribute it to all the major platforms for you. So if you want to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. Again, anchor.fm slash S-T-A-R-T to join me and diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. And that's it. Let's go. What's up, people? Allow me to reintroduce myself. And welcome to a new podcast of Supreme Decisions Legal Minute. Today, I actually want to go over something because I've been looking at the young lady or the police officer that shot the young man in his own apartment in Dallas over the weekend and want to get an idea for the most part of what it is and why the ball is being dropped so often when it comes to police killing citizens when their first duty is to maintain and protect or preserve the life of its citizens that they are held, that they chose to protect because they have to work towards the benefit of the citizens. Now, when you're thinking about it, there are few acts committed by local government that draw more controversy than a police department's use of lethal force. And this is one of the things that's kind of gotten to me um, because I've actually talked about the God theory because God gave you two ears and one mouth, so you should listen twice as much as you speak. Now, I guess that doesn't count for me considering I'm always talking. But we're going to go into the fact that Police officers are not only trained in hand-to-hand combat. They are given at any given time because their first job is for the preservation of life. They're given at any given time six to seven non-lethal options when dealing with citizens. They are allegedly trained to deal with citizens in all shapes and matters considering from the mental ill to the elderly to the tired the exhausted because you if you think about it a police officer never sees you or you never see a police officer and it is a great time like that is like one tenth of a percent if any where they're holding like some type of event or community meet and greet but other than that you're stopped being stopped, you're being questioned, you're being, you know, encountered by them for some reason, you know, in some cases, no reason. And it's not really a good day or a good time. So when you're looking at what happened in Dallas, young lady stated that she had worked either a 14 or 15 hour shift. And when she got off, she parked on the wrong floor because she was exhausted or tired. And then she went 
to the wrong apartment. Now here's where it gets kind of kind of hinky. Because in one statement she makes, she says that the door was open and she walked in and she saw a figure or a silhouette in the dark. She took out her gun and then started shooting because she thought she was being robbed. And another set, she stated that she had trouble with her key and the door wasn't opening. And then the occupant snatched the door open and he was in his boxers. She then took out her gun and started shooting. Then there was one other statement that she gave on Sunday after being arrested, after a narrative has been established where she stated that the door was open. She walked in, she had removed several items, including her gun. And when she saw the silhouette in the distance, she grabbed her gun, yelled out, and started shooting. Now, here's my thing. When you're going through that, you're understanding the prosecution or the prosecutorial aspect of it. Because we are looking at, over the course of the last four years, police have been escalating the use of lethal force and the prosecution of police officers when using lethal force has been slim to none is is like the ultimate understatement other than the past maybe two months where we had two officers actually be sentenced for using lethal force and actually be charged with um, one, I believe, was murder, and another one was uh, manslaughter. Just as this young lady has been charged with manslaughter. Now, one of the aspects that I go into is her statement. The reason why I started with that was because I wanted to give you perspective of how it's taken and how it's going to be used in her criminal trial or criminal prosecution. Because the law officer can be compelled to provide a statement. However, such statements cannot be used against him or her in a criminal proceeding. And that's because of Garrity v. v. New Jersey, 385 U.S. 493-500, and it's a 1967 case. So, again, Garrity, G A. R-R-I-T-Y v. New Jersey 385 U.S. 493-500-1967 An officer can be compelled to provide a statement. However, such statements cannot be used against him or her in criminal prosecution. Now, why is that important? Because one, she's already giving three separate statements and in prosecuting her the prosecutor has the option or choice to bring in these statements which were already made public which was already made to a news um, personnel but was not written down 
and then the written statement cannot be used. Because one, we all know it's blue privilege, but you have to look at the prosecutor themselves. They have a stake in the game because the police officer is someone they work directly with. They are teammates. While they're not wearing the same uniform, they are part of the same game. And generally, those statements will not be brought in or brought up unless the officer does something stupid and says something stupid, which brings those statements in. So, now, what you have to understand that federal law prohibits, let me say that right, federal law prohibits state or local law enforcement. I don't know what the hell is going on with me today. Federal law prohibits state or local law enforcement officials from engaging in a pattern or practice of conduct that deprives persons of rights protected by the Constitution or laws of the United States. Because you remember when I spoke about Howlett v. Rose. Howlett v. Rose stated the supreme law of the land is Supreme Court decisions, the Constitution, and federal statutes. Now, under this, the federal law prohibits state or local law enforcement officials from engaging in a pattern or practice of conduct that deprives persons of rights protected by the constitutional laws of the United States, which is commonly known as law enforcement misconduct statute, is 42 U.S.C. Section 1414. Actually, my writing is too small. It's 42 U.S.C. Section 14141A. And it was established in 2012. Now, here is where I want to bring in the real life. Because I've been speaking about the Criminal Damages Act when a police officer, while performing their duties, does something to damage your person or property with intentional force. Because litigants have not been successful bringing claims pursuant to 42 U.S.C. 1983 that allege police agencies are inadequately investigating police shootings. Now, the reason that is in the context it's in is because 42 U.S.C. 1983 deals with the color of law. Now, when you understand that That is pretty much practice, policy, or statutes, codes, and ordinances. Now, if you're talking about their practice of investigating, everybody knows they do not investigate themselves. Piranha do not eat other piranha. But I'm going to talk about, again, when you file a wrongful death suit or criminal damages act. That 
does away with the 42 USC 1983. It allows other aspects to be brought in. Just as well as when you're looking to attach the state to your lawsuit. This is one of the, another reason why it can be thrown out or dismissed. Because municipal liability attaches only when the, mis- uh, when the municipality has an official policy or custom that causes an unconstitutional deprivation of the plaintiff's rights, which is why, I'm going to say it again, and that's Monel v. Department of Social Services, 436 U.S. 658 694 1978. Again, it gives a specific because it only attaches when the municipality has an official policy or custom that causes unconstitutional deprivation of the plaintiff's rights, which is why whenever they say, oh, it's a judge's order, find the order number because if the order number does not exist, then the policy does not exist. And if they're attempting to enforce it, it is a violation of their fiduciary duty. I know I have a lot of people say, oh, they don't have fiduciary duty. Well, you don't have to enforce that. I will, and I'll keep winning. But this is also why whenever they tell you these dumbass statements, oh, you can't do this because of that. And you know what? You know it is a direct contradiction to the supreme law of the land, which is Supreme Court decisions and federal statutes, as well as the Constitution. When you know they are in direct violation of that, you're not going to find them because if they write it down, they then become liable, not only for the actions of the enforcer, which is the officer, but the written policy itself, the state or Excuse me. In most cases, the the counties become liable, which is interpreted as the state of. But they become liable in federal in federal court. And I don't know how many times I have to say that, but I find myself saying it a lot. So understanding that you are not going to get the remedy you're looking for in 99% of the cases. Why? Because federal law has its best chance of being enforced in federal court. Federal and federal go together, just to keep it simple. Now, when we're looking at causing some type of police reform, the Department of Justice is the sole authority to institute instructional police reform. Now, we may or may not like that, but at the end of the day, those are the only remedies we have available to us when we're dealing with that aspect. Simply because they are the ones that are the next step up above the local law enforcement. Now, I'm a I'm a backtrack just a little bit because 
in this matter where the young lady shot the police officer, uh, the police officer shot the, excuse me, the police officer shot the young man in his apartment doing nothing wrong. And she was given, I think, three days to come up with the statement and turn herself in and all this good stuff. And she's knowingly made statements where she's lied. Here's the flip side of that. The relatives, guardians of this young man in Dallas. And I cannot stress this enough because I say this in almost every Facebook post that I see, every blog that I'm a part of. I say it probably three or four times in different shows that I'm on, they should immediately file a wrongful death lawsuit against this young woman. Simply because in her personal capacity, her actions caused the death of someone that was literally doing Nothing. I've said it when the young man that had been on had been sworn in on the police department for 15 minutes and has shot someone in the back. That is grounds for wrongful death because during the performance of his duties, he violated not only law. He violated police policy. He violated his fiduciary duty. He violated police procedures because there was no imminent danger. There was no threat to his life. There was no threat to others. And when you're looking at expecting an outcome of anything other than an acquittal because you're asking just to give you a basketball analogy you're asking Michael Jordan to not get a ball to Scottie Pippen now now get that let, let, let's say that we're going we're talking about we're telling Steph not to pass the ball to Clay We're looking at Chris Paul and telling him James Harden can't do this. James is no good. And we're expecting the fulfillment of those thoughts. However, when you do the separation of taking a state action and placing federal liability on it. Because even as O.J. Simpson, during the trial with Ron Goldman and Nicole Simpson, Orenthio James was in court and lost a wrongful death suit and had won a criminal suit. I'm going to say that one more time. He lost the wrongful death. 
It was not even proven that he was there, but a court determined that his actions caused the death of Ron Goldman. There was no proof that OJ was even there because the glove didn't fit. But he was found guilty of causing the death of Ron Goldman and then acquitted because there was no evidence that he was there in the criminal trial. So when you're dealing with these police officers, they have a federal duty to work towards your benefit. They have a federal duty because they signed an oath. They made an agreement. They created a trust document by stating they will uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. And in that Constitution, the Supreme Court is the highest court in the land. So the decisions of the Supreme Court hold true to those that we call law enforcement. And if they're working towards your benefit, if they can't just stop you and ask you questions, if they can't just <coughs> impede your motion, if they, if they tell you to stop, go over there, sit down, those are Fourth Amendment violations. If they, there's not a crime, they are not working towards your benefit. If they are killing you or your loved ones, it is your responsibility because those that can act should act. And that's not me, that's Winston Churchill. Because when you are not acting or not defending, you are saying the actions that are done against you, that are done against your country, that are done against your rights, that are given to you by God, not the state. Because I'm going to go into that as well next week. You're saying that whenever they do wrong, it's okay. Whenever you are mistreated, it's okay. Whenever they are, they get a job and perform it improperly, you're saying, you know what? No problem. And my thing is, I have no qualms for holding someone that has agreed to do the job. You signed up and volunteer to do a job where you are a servant of the people. If you are unable to serve, you should not be doing the job. I refuse to hold someone at a fast food place at a higher standard than I hold a police officer or a government official because if my hamburger isn't right and I return it, if my police service isn't right, I'm going to return that as well. So keep, keep in mind, 42-1983 is not always the remedy. Those are sometimes getting turned away because we are using it improperly. You have other options, which includes 42 U.S.C. 14141. Section A, which is the law enforcement misconduct statute, 
And you also have the Criminal Damages Act. You also have wrongful death. There are others that come into play, but that's why I teach this the way I do. Because when you're doing it in sections and you're offering options, this is the best way to break it down and ensure that you win. Because that's what we are here to do. We're here to make sure things are right, and we're here to make sure we win. So until next time.